0: This, this is and Rock and Roll, and Roll English. English. Real people, real, real English.
1: English. Here's your host, Martin Johnson. Hello, Rock and Rollers, and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English, episode number 219, baby, oh yeah. In today's episode, I speak to Corporal Comer. Yes, he is back. I can feel many people shitting their pants now thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to understand anything. Even the program I use to make the transcript had a bit of difficulty understanding him. So I had to edit that a little bit more. So thanks for that, Corporal Comer. So here are some tips about how to understand better. Number 1, put your podcast on a slower speed. Your podcast app lets you do that. You can listen faster or slower. So maybe listen a bit slower. Tip number 2, listen more than once. Rewind and listen again. Tip number 3, if you're in the Rock and Roll English family, use the transcript on your phone. And speaking of the Rock and Roll English family, remember there are only 2 more days left to join. Then membership will be closed for at least a few months. And in that time, I am actually going to kind of semi quit my job, let's say. So I will be working less at the school so I can do even more things for the Rock and Roll English family. Um, But anyway, tomorrow I am going to do a Facebook Live at 8.30 p.m. Italian time. So that's Tuesday, the 2nd of February at 8.30 p.m. Italian time. So if you have any questions about the family or the podcast or just life in general, come along and ask me. Um, Something else going on in my life is that by the time the next podcast comes out, I could be a dad. Um, it depends what mother nature says. It might be two more weeks after that as well. But I'm just letting you know, just in case there are any delays to any of the podcasts, very much starting to shit myself. But let's relax, listen to a nice light-hearted conversation, which I think is also very informative about pub culture in the UK. Here is the conversation. Happy listening. Corporal Coma. how are you today?
0: I'm very well, Martin. Glad to be back.
1: Yeah, fine. Um, I'm fine as well. Thanks, Corporal Coma. Thanks for asking.
0: I've said to you in the past that I'm not going to ask you that. Okay. Based on the fact that I've just been speaking to you for 25 minutes and I know you're fine.
1: <laughs> that is the strange thing that people don't probably realize about this podcast is that when we start the podcast and I say, Hi, how are you today? We have always been speaking for at least 25 minutes before that. So it is a bit strange to ask someone how they are after twenty five minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. No need.
1: Yeah, okay, I'll give you that, which is a nice term to say, okay. I'll I'll accept your right on that one. Anyway, it's been a long time, Corporal Coma, but do you remember how we start the show?
0: I do. I'd never forget. Uh we start with the review.
1: Fantastic. Um do you think we have a review? I'm gonna say no. I'm going to gladly um, say that you're wrong because we do have a review, um, five star Facebook review. And it's from Joan Gonzalez, as always, apologies for my pronunciation. And it says, hi, Martin regards from Colombia. I've been rocking and rolling for a bit more than a year. I was catching up with all the episodes during this time. And now that I have finished, I have to wait every week. Sad face, not that pleasant. Obviously, there is the Rock and Roll English family, Joanne, just in case you're interested. But anyway, it says, um, anyway, thank you all for all of the effort you put into the podcast. It is very useful and helps a lot at keeping and improving my level of English. Cheers and keep on rocking, baby. Emoji with the sunglasses. Oh, wow. Thank you very much for that, Um john gonzalez thank you very much much appreciated i can see corporal coma laughing at my pronunciation of that name um it's it's a difficult job coma it's a difficult job okay well,
0: how's it spelled because i wonder you, you've kind of pronounced it about four different ways in one review so how's it actually spelled
1: one i'm not going to do spelling two i thought if i pronounce it in four different ways one of them will be right okay that's the kind of logic that i was going for um so anyway Corporal Coma For today's episode, I thought, right, Corporal Comer's back. He's on the podcast. He hasn't been on for a while. So what can we speak about? What is Corporal Coma an expert in? What are his strengths? And then I thought, in fact, what, what do you think your strengths are, Corporal Coma?
0: I don't know. Sensible hairstyles. <laughs> um.
1: It's like a job interview, this, when they say, what are your strengths? I mean...
0: Oh, I hate those. What, what are your weaknesses at worst?
1: Yeah, what, what are your weaknesses? But then you have to say something which is actually a good thing. I mean, is there any point in doing this? But, okay, um, I've decided your strengths anyway, Corporal came so don't worry. And I put number one um, as drinking, okay, um, and maybe knowledge of pubs, okay? So I thought we could talk about the traditions in English about pubs. OK, because, you know, people travel to England.
0: OK, sounds good.
1: Yeah, they need to know the etiquette, like the the unwritten rules, let's say. Um, so obviously the name pub comes from the term public house um, because it's a house where all the public can go and drink. In the old days, people used to phone the pub, didn't they? To um, Like I hear stories of wives used to phone the pub and say, is my husband there? Can you tell him dinner is ready? Can you imagine that?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I suppose that's because you didn't have a mobile phone at the time. So that was the only way to get hold of someone.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's just very embarrassing. I, I would be like embarrassed that um, my mum would call and say, like, oh, can you just tell Martin, like, don't forget his penis cream or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Weirdly, your mum would actually know that and would probably be applying your penis cream, no doubt. <laughs>
1: Uh, so that that's basically all of the history of pubs, um, in-depth history there. So in-depth, um, very detailed. So I thought we could start for the um, with the opening hours. Traditional times, certainly back in the day of when I certainly used to go to pubs quite a lot, it used to be 11 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. I think they're open a bit later now. But have you ever been to a pub at 11 o'clock in the morning, Corporal Comer?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: 100% <laughs>
0: much, much earlier than that
1: <laughs> yeah um, I mean I'm laughing as if to say like you're crazy but I've actually been to a pub with you at 11 o'clock in the morning um, and th- that was always a thing like you go there at 11 o'clock in the morning and then you leave at three o'clock in the afternoon because you've been inside this dark dingy pub a nice term there dingy like not very nice, let's say. And then you go out fresh air and it's like, whoa, fucking hell, I'm having difficulty standing up. Yeah. In the summer
0: it's worse because obviously it's sunny when you come outside and your eyes take a while to adjust and you you feel like it's about ten o'clock at night and then you look at your watch and it's like three in the afternoon. And this is like kids coming home from school.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I remember when we were kind of like 17, 18, and then often sometimes I used to actually go home. Um, at that time and so i'd be home at like 6 p.m and i remember sort of sitting there thinking my head's going to fall off my shoulders in a minute i, I can't actually keep it still
0: <laughs> yeah the the trick is just to keep on drinking at that point
1: yeah that that that, that is definitely um, i think the um the trick is the only thing to do um in fact i remember going back to your house once corporal coma back from the pub i we'd been there for most of the day on on the way back, I was, first of all, sick into a bin, which was perfect <laughs> because there was a, a bin ready there to hold my vomit. I was just walking down the street. You know, you get some yobbos, which is a, a nice term to say, like, drunken, horrible people that are sick on the floor. I was sick directly into the bin. OK, so there was no mess or anything like that. Um, and then we, we got back to your house and I remember you saying to me, like don't act drunk okay let's go when you get in just go immediately upstairs we walked in your mum and dad were there hiya higher. i went immediately upstairs everything was going to plan as soon as i walked into your room i remember you had a shelf with some friends videos like the old vhs ones and then within two seconds i just knocked all of those vhs videos onto the floor <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that. That sounds sounds about right. It, it could have been worse to be fair. I was talking to the Hellraiser the other day, and um, we were actually talking about times that we used to drink in the daytime when we should have been at school. And uh, he reminded me of a time that it was about six o'clock in the afternoon. My my dad had just come home from work, and he found me and Hilary wearing my both of us wearing one of my mum's coats and fighting on the front on the front garden. And he just walked up and was like. What are you two doing? Like all the neighbours could see us while we were just scrapping on the grass out the front wearing women's coats. Um, and we'd also drunk drunk his vodka as well that he'd hidden from me. We'd managed to find it and drunk all of that. So he was, when I apologised, I was still wearing my mum's coat. So he just said, I can't take you seriously. Please, please just go somewhere else. <laughs>
1: Uh, a wonderful story also with a nice uh, piece of rock and roll vocabulary we were scrapping so that's a nice word to say fighting but yeah could you just imagine that coming home from work at 6pm to see your 17 year old son fighting with his friend wearing his mum's clothes
0: (laughs) not sure why we put the women's clothes on
1: just just makes it more interesting, I think. Everything is more interesting with women's clothes on. I think mm-hmm. um, that's what people have told me, anyway. Obviously, <laughs> um, so yeah, in um, pubs as well, um, often people have their local, like their local pub. It's just the, like the nearest one to your house, and then you get the regulars, um, which are the people that um, basically regularly drink in the pub. They're always there. All of these, all pubs in Britain have this. And um, you go in, and people are like part of the furniture. They're, they're just there all day. I, d- I don't know how they, I don't know how they work or manage to pay for, um, <laughs> for for this drinking habit. But but they seem to enjoy it. Um, and speaking of regulars, I, I vividly remember, and nice I there vividly, I, I really remember when we were seventeen again, Corporal Comer, we often went to the same pub, and I remember you saying to me. Wouldn't it be great if we become regulars, and then we could just say, "I'll have the usual, please." So that's just to say, "I'll," so they know what your drink is. And I mean, I'm kind of making fun of you now, but at that time, I remember thinking that would be amazing. Like that—that—that's a dream yeah. to be an official regular in a pub.
0: Have you never managed to achieve that?
1: <laughs> no, actually, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to uh, to reach that life objective. Um, how about you? Have you Have you reached that goal?
0: Oh. Many times, yeah, yeah. I mean, where where I used to work in London, well, where the area of London where I used to work, used to go to the pub every lunchtime. And yeah, I, I would definitely walk in. They As I walked through the door, they'd already be pouring the pint. I wouldn't even have to say you my usual. They'd already just be, as I walked up, they'd be like, there you go, Lee.
1: Oh, I, I bet you were thinking, this is it. I have made it in life. They're pouring my beer as soon as I walk in the door. Like you can't get, better than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. You know if you'd forgot your wallet, they wouldn't be they wouldn't mind they'd be like yeah yeah just pass next time. You know, they knew you were good for it.
1: <laughs> a, a nice term there. They knew you were good for it. They they knew you would pay. Um but yeah, that, I mean that 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 does sound um, amazing. Although drinking at lunchtime, um I, I remember you told me this was quite a habit of yours. Um I've any time I've done that when I used to work in London, go to the pub at lunchtime. I remember once I had four pints of beer and fell asleep at my desk in the afternoon i mean that 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 was that was a crazy one. normally, I would have two drinks and it was enough more than enough,
0: yeah, two pints at lunch you'd have two pints
1: <laughs> it's It's the standard rule,
0: yeah, but more than two pints, and you
1: you're gonna you're gonna feel the effects of that when you get back to work <laughs> um definitely. Notice as well, though, in in England, another important thing is we always talk about pints, Um, a pint of beer. It's very rare for a man to get half a pint of beer, isn't it? That's like considered a big no-no. Yeah,
0: you'd be laughed out of the pub.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, And speaking of um, buying drinks, um, one thing to say, there is no table service. I remember um, a friend of mine from Italy came um, and visited me in England once. And we walked into a pub and he just sat down and I was like, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) The the, the bar's over there. No no, no one's going to bring you a drink. We have to go and buy it. Okay. Um, And I would say, strangely enough, in England, when in a pub, is the only place where queuing, um, so remember queuing is like when you stand in line, doesn't really work. Normally, I think us Brits, we can be proud of the way we queue. It's normally quite efficient. But in a pub, it's just that it's a free-for-all. So like a free-for-all, people just go crazy, really. What do you think, Corporal yeah. Comer? Yeah,
0: no, very much so. There's, I, I mean, it's, it's quite frustrating when people push in front of you at the pub.
1: Yeah. Although nothing, I think, shows that you are a great human being more than when you're in a pub and then the barmaid or the barman asks you what to drink what you want to drink and then you point at the person next to you and say he was here before me i think there is no greater level to measure a human being of someone that does that you think right okay this is a sound guy so a sound guy like a really good guy basically
0: it's the height of class you know it really is It, it, it it really shows what your character's like when you do that
1: yeah Um, although sometimes you do that and then the person orders about 20 drinks and you think, oh, "Oh, for fuck's sake, I should have just ordered. I'm only getting one pint. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that does tend to happen. It is really frustrating. Yeah. Um, and the thing of buying 20 drinks, I mean, 20 is a bit extreme, but this often happens because again, in England, another thing that we do standard pub culture is buy rounds um, so it's not like everyone goes to the bar and gets a drink for themselves. It's very much like you're in a group and then you get a round in. Um, what are your thoughts of rounds, Corporal Comer? Do you, you think it's a good idea or no?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm used to. So I, I I like it. It's It can get a bit, if there's say like six of you, what you'd normally do is go like, we'll split into threes. I'd normally be like, i yeah. will oh, going around with these two and you going around with those two. And then two of you go to the bar. Otherwise, because you might not be there, you might not be out for six drinks.
1: Yeah, that that's the thing. It's it's very it's very hit and miss. So hit and miss. Sometimes it can be successful, sometimes no. Um what for example, you're six people, you, you everyone gets a drink, you've gone, you've done the round once, so you've had six drinks at this point, and then maybe you were number one and then you think fuck i need to get another one now so then you buy the next round and then after seven drinks some people might start going home and you think ah oh, it's a fuck. risk right i've been done over here so done over so like i've i've ended up losing but it it works both ways sometimes you're on the winning side sometimes you are on the losing side um, but then you have to carry all the drinks back as well. And oh, again, that can be a nightmare. And having to remember when there's like 10 people and they say, like, I'll have a vodka and orange. I'll have a gin and tonic. I'll have a pint, a pint of Carlsberg, a pint of Stella. Oh, can be an absolute nightmare.
0: It can. It, it really can. But also, it's it's the most annoying thing when five people walk into the pub and all five of them walk to the bar and then individually, one by one, go... I'll have a such and such. And then they wait for it. They pay for it. The next person says, I'll have a such. You just, it's always students. It's always people that are about 18.
1: <laughs> that, those fucking students, eh?
0: Yeah. I, yeah, you just, I, oh, for God's sake.
1: I'll actually pay for your drinks if you just go and sit down. <laughs> um, a lovely term there as well, for God's sake. It's just a, a lovely way to say, ah, oh, basically. I mean, you can, you can go a bit more vulgar. You can say, for fuck's sake, if you want, but... Um, A lovely term. The the good thing about the rounds as well is that you're in charge of buying other people drinks, um, which can be useful. Um, One of our friends, I remember, um, would be described what is commonly known in England um, as a lightweight. So someone that can't really handle their drink and has a few drinks and are too drunk. And I remember specifically once he wanted vodka and orange. But because he was too drunk, everyone that was buying the round just got him orange juice. So he thought he was drinking vodka and orange all night. But really, after like the second drink, he was just drinking orange juice.
0: (laughs) Bloody hydrated he was. Vitamin C overdose.
1: Yeah, exactly. The amount of acid in your stomach after orange juice all night. No thanks. And unlike in America, tipping is not... Expected, um which I, I, again i find that very strange in america you, you go into a bar you say i'll have a pint of beer they pour you the pint of beer and then you have to give a dollar for for, for that extra service
0: yeah well i don't think they earn i don't think they actually earn very much money they kind of make their their money through tips whereas in england there's a yeah. like minimum wage and stuff like that so
1: well i don't know i've, I've spoken about this before but I'm not a fan of tipping, which is great. Now in Sicily, it's like no, no one really. I mean, you 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 can do it a little bit if you want, but it is. I found the place for me, Corporal Cama, because it it's not expected. Um, so, if you were to sit but, outside a
0: bar in Sicily for the afternoon and have four drinks, where the table service, the waiter keeps bringing them out to you every time, would you not? And then he brings you the bill, and it's twenty euros. Would you not give him a tip?
1: I mean. The the only way I'd possibly do give a tip is is if it was nineteen euros and I would give twenty and say keep the one. If it was eighteen, I would say, you know, I'll have one, you have one. Um, so you've given so you I mean,
0: one euro, so that's like a four percent tip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that's what they're paid to do. They get paid to do their job, I get paid to do my job. No one gives me extra tips, Corporal Coma. Um although something similar to a tip can exist, I suppose, is buying the barmaid or the barman a drink. Um I've only really ever seen this in films where people go into the to the pub and they say, I'll have a pint, please, and get one for yourself. Um often especially when it's a barmaid, they say like something like, Get one for yourself, sweetheart, which was actually <laughs> sweetheart, just my Essex accent, sweetheart. Um I've never done that. Have you ever bought a barmaid, a drink, Corporal Coma?
0: Uh I don't think so, no. But when I've worked in a pub, people used to do it. If they'd been there for quite a while, they'd say, you know, and get yourself something as well. But all oh, right, nice one. But when I was, work- when I was working in that pub, there's was- I used to work a shift with a girl and they'd say, oh, well, I can't remember her name. They'd say, oh, and you have one as well. I'm going to call her Kelly. And then she'd go, oh, no, I don't really want to drink at the moment, but um, she'd take the, the-, the cash equivalent. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: oh, that is, that is outrageous that yeah. is outrageous
0: it, it obviously would make the people the person doing it uncomfortable because they like <laughs> she just out of the change so if, if she was supposed to give them you know 4 pound change she'd just take 3 pound 50 herself oh it's that like, what are you doing you can't do that
1: that that is outrageous i cannot actually believe that but so the point of obviously buying someone a drink so because in these pubs obviously especially when they're not busy you have a drink with the barman or the barmaid and it's the pleasure of having the drink. So to say to someone, get yourself a drink, and then that person say, no, I don't want a drink, but I'll just keep the money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was it was really odd. Yeah. Um, I worked in a pub and I don't actually think anyone did buy me a drink. But I do remember when you worked in a pub, Corporal Coma, and I do remember going in the pub to see you. And for some reason, you always had a pencil behind your ear. Um, what was the point of that pencil just to make you look more like a real man? Like, because, you know, someone, I associate a pencil behind the ear with a real man of like, you know, who's there maybe like cutting wood with, with his pencil behind his ear. And obviously you needed that to, to pour pints of
0: beer. What you've done, as usual, is you've, you've got two different jobs mixed up. I did used to have a, a pencil behind my ear, but that was when I actually worked in a record shop. In the, in the pub, at no point did I ever have a pencil behind my ear. You, you've, you, you've just got two jobs completely mixed up.
1: I remember you with a, a pencil behind behind your ear. But anyway, going back, why did you need the pencil behind your ear in the record shop? And just so you know, it sounds really cool to say that Corporal Kramer works in a record shop, but it was the sh- a really shit record shop that basically sold CDs, okay? It, he was not like some really cool music guy.
0: I mean, it was my first job. I was 16. It was a pretty cool job for a 16-year-old. It was better than working in... Where were you working?
1: I was working in a supermarket, mate, on the till. I, I think exactly. I had the highest um, IPM, which is items per minute, that Asda supermarket has ever seen. Um, that They thought I was a machine at how quickly I could scan those items. I beep, 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 beep. It was just... It was unheard of. I, I, I broke records. I, I think I'm in the Guinness Book of Records for the... Um, amount of for the highest ipm
0: yeah i mean that's not something
1: to be proud it's not true and it's also not something to be proud of <laughs> um but going back to the um pencil behind the ear what what is the point of that
0: well it's quite a lot of time i was writing stuff down and then if you just left your pencil on the side someone else would pick it up because everyone constantly writing stuff down they would steal the pencil I mean, and then you're constantly like where's my pencil so if i put it behind <laughs> my ear i always knew where my pencil was <laughs> and i looked really cool <laughs>
1: That's what you think. Put it in your pocket. You want to put a pencil in your pocket, it'll stab you in the leg. No, no way, man. Uh, yeah, it'll stab you in the leg. I mean, the amount of people that have died from those pencils in their leg, I mean, it is very dangerous. Um, so we do have many more things to cover, Corporal Kramer, but unfortunately we haven't got time. So we will actually cover them in the family podcast. But... We're going to end at the appropriate um, point of last orders um, At well, in pubs. Um, you will often hear a bell, um, which basically signals to everyone, this is the last chance to order a drink. You have about 10, a 10-minute 10 window to order the drink. And then basically for the next hour or half an hour, it's the bar staff telling you to go home. And basically you trying to avoid that because no one wants to go home, no one wants the night to finish, uh, but try trying to avoid that for as long as possible. Um, have, have you done that before?
0: Oh m- many a time, but going back to when you know when you were a regular, so that that pub um where I was a regular, they would just wait for, they'd do that to everyone else, but then the the people that were regulars, they would then lock the doors and shut the curtains and they'd let us stay so we'd have a lock-in until you know one two in the morning. And because they can't take money, after that it's illegal to take money for the alcohol, they'd normally just let you have the alcohol for free.
1: Oh, now, this, for everyone, is why you need to become a regular in a pub, OK? You get free alcohol. You can drink longer than anyone else. Oh, I mean, th- that is living the dream, if I if I have ever heard it. Um, anyway, a pleasure, as always, Corporal Comer. Thanks for the insight on um, British pub culture and yeah good luck for the future and hopefully one day soon when the pubs open again you'll be able to have another lock-in
0: i I can't wait mate that's all um, that's that's
1: all that's keeping me going (laughs) a lovely term the only thing that's basically keeping me alive um okay well a pleasure as always i'll speak to you soon all right good to be back speak to you soon bye bye Okay, so that was me speaking to Corporal Coma about pub culture in the UK. So now let's have a look at some of that rock and roll vocabulary. At the beginning, when I kind of had a go at Corporal Coma for not asking me how I was, he said, yeah, but we've been speaking for 25 minutes. It makes no sense. So I said, yes, okay, I'll give you that, which is a lovely way to say, okay, You're right. We had etiquette as well, which are kind of like unwritten rules, let's say. Um, A term I forgot to highlight, there are quite a few actually, which I am now going to highlight, um, is when Corporal Comer was talking about people calling their husbands in the pub and he said no one had phones, so it was the only way to get hold of someone. So to get hold of someone, to contact them. Then I gave a very in-depth history of pubs of about 20 seconds. So in-depth is like detailed. So a very detailed explanation. We had the term dingy. You often hear this referred to pubs. Dark dingy pub, like a dark, horrible place. Dingy. We had the term yobbo as well when I said some yobbos are sick on the floor. So a yobbo, very British term, is someone that acts like a hooligan, let's say. He's always drunk, being sick, you know, sick on the floor. But I was sick very politely into a bin so there was absolutely no mess at all um, then we had the term scrapping when corporal Comer said that he was scrapping with the hellraiser outside of his house so fighting let's say another term i forgot to highlight was a part of the furniture when i said the regulars are part of the furniture. That's a lovely term to say, you know, someone is always there. They are part of the furniture. It's like they are similar to the sofa or something like that. Something that is just always there. We had the term vividly when I said I vividly remember Corporal Comer saying to me, wouldn't it be great if we were regular? So I remember that really well. And speaking of being a regular corporal coma said one of the advantages is if you forgot your wallet they said don't worry you can pay later because they knew you were good for it so if you are good for it that means yep we know he will pay i just want to add though who goes to a pub without a wallet i mean that's that's just crazy isn't it then when we were talking about ordering a half pint of beer I actually said it's considered a big no-no. There's a nice term for you to say it's considered something that you definitely shouldn't do. A big no-no. And Corporal Comer said, yeah, you'd be laughed out of the pub. Another great term to say basically people would laugh at you. Then we were talking about queuing and I said it's just a free-for-all. So if it's a free-for-all, it's just total chaos. No rules. People just queue from any direction. And Corporal Comer said, yeah, it's annoying when people push in front of you. This is the term we use When someone jumps the queue, there's another one. Jump the queue or push in front of you. They don't necessarily actually push you. It's just a term we use. And then I said, if someone says, though, sorry, this person was before me, that person is a sound guy. A lovely term. A sound guy is someone that you want to go to the pub with. A nice guy, basically. And we were talking about rounds, buying these big rounds. And I said, it's very hit and miss. A lovely term there. Sometimes it's successful. Sometimes it's not. Because you can get done over. So if you are done over, you are cheated, let's say. You lose. If I say you can you give me a hundred pound because after this I will give you 50 pound then I do you over. And when we were speaking about rounds, I said it works both ways. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, basically. We had the term for God's sake as well, which is a term we use very often, actually. But I just wanted to highlight it. Speaking of that, that is something I will be doing in the Facebook Live tomorrow. So please come along. We had the term um, lightweight, which is someone that cannot handle their drink, someone that is really drunk after one beer is a lightweight then we spoke about last orders which is when they ring the bell at the pub and say right last orders this is your last opportunity to buy a drink and we said you have a 10 minute window i don't know why we use the word window but you have like a 10 minute time basically where you can order that drink and at the very end corporal coma said the idea of a locking is the only thing keeping him going you know, in these horrible times that we are living? What is keeping you going? What is the one thing that is keeping you alive? Anyway, all of the rock and roll vocabulary is on the website, rockandrollenglish.com slash 219. I will see you all very soon, hopefully tomorrow for the Facebook Live at 8.30pm Italian time or in the rock and roll english family which is www.rockandrollenglish.com slash family either way see you soon but in the meantime just keep on rocking baby
0: thanks so much for listening to rock and roll english for more great content and to stay up to date visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rock and roll we'll catch you next time